Back the Clock Week in the PGA Tour this week. Arnold Palmer Invitational at Bay Hill. And partially it's Turn Back the Clock Week because it's Arnold Palmer. But more importantly, Tiger is the favorite again. Tiger Woods, 6-1 to one favorite to win this golf tournament. Mike McClure, does it feel good to be back in Tiger Mania? I am very excited to be back in Tiger Mania. Uh, it's, you know... I didn't think that he would be the favorite here. I thought he might be, you know, have the second best odds here. So it's a little interesting. I mean, a lot of that has to do with the public perception here, but it is great to have Tiger back in golf and it's going to be a really fun event and a fun month leading up to the Masters here. So I love Tiger being back. And it was great last week because you said on the show, Tiger Woods, you had projected for a top 10 finish. You liked him a lot. He finished second. That was a great call. I do think we're a little out over our skis here. Tiger Woods at six to one. No one else better than twelve to one odds. You've got Jason Day and Ricky Fowler at twelve to one. Justin Rose fourteen to one. Rory at eighteen to one. I understand that like Cowboys and the Packers lines are always a little bit screwy because there's so many more Cowboys and Packers fans that like to wager on games. When Tiger Woods is doing well, they have to make his odds a little screwy because their 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 goal here is to spread out the bets. There's no way Tiger Woods should be six to one to win this tournament, right? No, there's absolutely no way. Uh, like I said, I, you know, he shouldn't, in my opinion, be the favorite. My data suggests that, you know, he's playing very well right now and he should be in the top 10, but I, I don't, you know, this is all public perception that, and, you know, public betting action and the books are, you know, having to do this in order to mitigate their risk a little bit, but he definitely does not deserve to be six to one. Now, the interesting thing here, because a lot of times when you look at the DraftKings pricing, it kind of goes in line with what the odds are. And that is not the case with Tiger Woods at all. Jason Day is the most expensive golfer at 11,800. You've got Justin Rose at 11,5. Rory's 10,7. Ricky Fowler, 10,3. Tiger all the way down at $10,000. Now, I don't necessarily think Tiger's underpriced, but he's underpriced for what the betting markets say. Yeah, he's underpriced for the betting market. And again, you just have to be careful with that with Tiger. Um, you know, for a while, we kind of saw that a little bit with Dustin Johnson when he was just kind of running away with, with, with things over the last year and a half or two. Uh, but with Tiger, you know, you, you really have to be careful looking at the odds. And to your point here, their odds, the pricing for this tournament came out a little early before these odds were updated. Uh, so that's a reason why Tiger is in the range that he's at. Uh, if this pricing had come out, say, yesterday or the day you know or today tiger probably would have been eleven thousand five hundred. so in that sense if you're going just by odds you are getting a little discount on tiger okay i'm not going to say enough about tiger because i'm sure his name is coming up again but let's talk more about the golf course for just a moment what specifically are we looking for from our golfers at bay hill well i think the most interesting thing about this tournament is that it's an invitational tournament so the field size is smaller uh, so we're only going to have 120 players in the field as opposed to 150, 160 like normal. But the cut rules are the same. So 58% of the golfers are going to make the cut this week, which is a lot better number than usual. Uh, so what that means is we could maybe take a little bit more risk with some of our value plays this week, knowing that they have a higher percent chance of making the cut. Uh, now, as far as what we're looking at here, uh, we're going to be looking for strokes gained on par five holes. Uh, we're going to be looking at guys that are good ball strikers, look for birdies or better, strokes gained on the approach. Uh, the driving distance and stuff is really not too critical at this event. Uh, it's a par 72 with Bermuda greens. 
Uh, overall, I, I think it's, you know, there's a lot of golfers that this fits their skill set well. And, you know, you said enough about Tiger, but we're going to talk about Tiger a lot. This is a course that does set up well for Tiger's skill set. One question that I meant to ask at the top of the show, it's probably the most important question. Where does the Arnold Palmer rank on the uh, pyramid of great mixed drinks? Uh, I mean, I think it's near the top. It's definitely near the top. I probably will have one this afternoon. I, that that makes sense. I thought maybe you were going to tell me you were having one right now, which would probably make the podcast even better. I definitely put it behind the old fashioned, and probably for me the Bloody Mary, but it's definitely in that next group that I have a hard time distinguishing from. Which golfers have the best course history here? Yeah, so the course history here. One guy that really really stands out is Henrik Stenson. Uh, you know, and I say that, and if you go look at he he was 83rd last year and uh, obviously really struggled. But before that, in 2016, he was third, second in 2015, fifth in 2014, and eighth in 2013. Uh, so Henrik Stenson has had a lot of success at this course. Uh, Jason Day has been pretty good. Justin Rose the last two years, uh, 13th and 9th. Uh, Rory. Um, you know, when you look at it, it's really the names that, you know, the top tier of golfers that you would expect to be good have been good at this event. One name you didn't say, Patrick Reed, who started out at 30-1 to 1 this week, one of the model's favorite plays at 8,900. Is it just as simple as you're plugging Patrick Reed in and building around him? Uh, yeah, at this point, I think that Patrick Reed is someone you should be looking at. I mean, it's a kind of boomer bus play. You know, he's only 8 for 12 on cuts made. Uh, but, you know, we like him after second at the Valspar here. Uh, I, I think that this is a good spot for him. Things are trending upward. Uh, he had two cuts missed before the World Golf championships in mexico where he played pretty well uh I, I like patrick reed here i think things are really on the way up and i do think that this is an event that he's going to have success at and of course when i reference the model i'm talking about the model that produces the data that produces the lineups that you can get on sportsline.com and because you're a listener you get a special deal you can get your for- first month on sportsline.com for just one dollar this golf tournament alone is going to pay for that right mike this golf tournament is definitely going to pay for that. There's a really nice opportunity just with the DFS lineups and with the betting. You know, we're talking about Patrick Reed. There's a couple other guys that the model has a pretty strong take on this week that I think are going to be able to print some money for you. Now, I kind of got the impression you didn't use the exact term, but because a higher percentage of the golfers make the cut this week, it's a little easier to go with maybe more of a stars and scrubs type approach. So give me your two favorite players below 7,500 on DraftKings this week. Uh, number one favorite player there is probably going to be Kevin Chappell. Uh, I think that this is a pretty good spot for him. Uh, eight for nine on cuts made. He's been really solid and consistent. You know, he's got a couple top tens. Hasn't cracked the top five yet. Uh, but this is a course that really sets up nicely for his skill set. And I think he's someone that, you know, is going to be necessary. At 7,300, I think he makes a ton of sense. He's a very, very strong bet to make the cut with these rules. Okay, we've got Patrick Reed and we've got Kevin Chappell. Let's give me one more cheaper guy so we can start uh, putting some studs in our lineup. All right, so some of the other cheap guys that I'm looking at, uh, Kyle Stanley and then Bryson DeChambeau, 6,900. Uh, I think that he is a very interesting play, you know, in this kind of event because he, he's truly a boomer bust kind of player. Um, but you know, at, getting down there at 6,900, if you squeeze him in with Chappell, you can really get creative at the top and get at least two of the studs. So he's somebody that I think that I will be looking at here. Uh, you know, he's made seven out of 10 cuts this year and, you know, he was cut last week at the Valspar, but I, I really think that, uh, 
this is, you know, actually he wasn't cut at the Valspar. It was an, it was a back injury that actually limited him there, but he supposedly is ready to go here. So I like him here in this event. So we start with Reed, Chapel, and Deschambeau. I know this may not be the, uh, the sports line lineup. In fact, I can guarantee you it won't, but I do want to know of those top five, the studs, Day, Rose, McElroy, Fowler, and Woods. We got, we talked earlier about how Tiger Woods is probably shouldn't be as big a favorite as he is. And I know he's going to be extremely popular. Which of those five is your favorite though for a tournament like lineup this weekend? Uh, I think that Justin Rose might be my favorite. Uh, just because you, you know, you are paying up more for over him than Ricky Fowler or Rory McElroy. Um, you know, if we're talking just straight value and trying to win cash games and stuff like that, I think that I definitely prefer someone like Fowler just because of the big price savings. But if we're talking tournament, I think Justin Rose is the guy that's going to be under-owned uh, just because the price point. He's so high at 11.5, but he's perfect on cuts made this year. He's top five last week, has several top fives, two wins. Uh, he, he's playing very good golf right now, and I think he's the guy that's going to be overlooked in this group. That's that's interesting because you can't really, and I'm sure you could, but it's very difficult to build a lineup with Justin Rose and Patrick Reed. Even if you've got DeChambeau and Chapel already in the lineup, you're only going to have about 7,700 remaining per golfer. So let's try just for the purposes of this one to put Fowler and Reed, Chapel and DeChambeau. It leaves us with 8,300 per golfer for our final two spots. We haven't really talked about the mid-range guys all that much. The guys between 7,500 and 8,900. Who are your favorite in that range? Uh, so some of my fav- very favorite players in this range this week. Uh, I-, I think that well, he's a little more expensive at 9,000, but I think Terrell Hatton is a very, very good play at this event. Uh, doesn't quite fall within the range there. Um, another guy you could look at, Cam Smith. Uh, another guy also nine for nine on cuts made. Uh, this is a, a pretty good spot for him. I, you know, I don't think that he's likely to win the event, but I think that a top 10 is very, very possible for Cam Smith at this event. And Cam Smith almost makes it possible to go with Hatton as well, but it only leaves us 8,800 remaining in this lineup. That puts us in the Adam Scott, Bubba Watson, Leishman, Harmon, Snedeker, that range. Who's your favorite golfer of those? Uh, I think that it's probably going to be Mark Leishman here. I think he's also a guy that's kind of like Justin Rose. He's just very good. He he can win events. He's very solid. Nobody's going to play him because of the names that are around him. Uh, but I, I think Mark Leishman is the way that I would go for this tournament team. So we've got Reed, Chapel, DeChambeau, Fowler, Smith, and Leishman for our DraftKings Sportsline DFS lineup. Again, go to Sportsline.com and get Mike's official Sportsline lineup for just a dollar this month. 